You Found It, the show where you can be the listener and the guest. And it starts right now. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And welcome to show number six of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from New York. Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, Bill. It's nice to be with you. So tell me about yourself and about the area that you live in. Well, I really, I live in the uh, tri-state area, uh, in the New York metropolitan area. Uh, My girlfriend's in uh, New Jersey, just... uh, about 20 minutes from Manhattan, and I live in uh, Connecticut, which is about 30 minutes from Manhattan. And together we're back and forth and in and out of the city and uh, have a pretty good handle on the tri-state area here on the East Coast. I moved here from Chicago about two years ago. Uh, I'm a grown, uh, homegrown Wisconsin boy, uh, lived in Chicago for 25 years, and then moved to the East Coast to explore the big city. How much of a change was that from you going from the Midwest all the way out to the East Coast? Uh, the change was dramatic. It was uh, uh, much, much more stressful than I expected. The people here are quite a bit different than the Midwest. Um, the cost of living is outrageous here uh, compared to back home. And uh, as an example, I lived in Chicago, and I moved uh, out to the East Coast and the exact same home that I sold in Chicago is valued at three times as much here on the East Coast. So it's uh, cost of living here is quite high. Housing has just gone through the roof, um, and that seems to be a big topic of conversation around here too. Is how high these housing costs are going to go. So what's your friends and neighbors saying about those housing costs? Well, I mean it's very difficult because so many people are house poor. The average price of a home is seven hundred thousand dollars. And, uh, you know, you're getting probably a 2,000-square-foot home for that. Um, you know, it takes an awful lot of income from both, uh, you know, uh, from two people to be able to afford a, a home like that. I was talking to somebody out in California, and I said, so how do you afford a home out in California where you know real estate is, is very pricey? And he says, well, you know, the bankers have got some creative financing. So are they doing that same thing out in New York, too? Yeah, and it's pretty controversial. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's interest-only financing, and um, uh, it's pretty much got people leveraged to the hilt. You know? and in fact, we refer to people around here as house poor because they, they, you know, they live in an expensive home, but they don't have a whole lot to go with it. So it, uh, um, you know, the financing, uh, they'll do anything to, uh, to help people get a loan, and, of course, the only saving grace at this point is, is the housing prices continue to go up, so you can hold on to a home and make $100,000 by selling it a year later. Sooner or later, though, that's got to end, and that has a lot of people concerned. I was going to ask, how do you get out ahead of that, especially if you were in a situation where you had to turn around and sell it right away? And probably the answer is you can't. Yeah, that's exactly right. But like I say, right now we're enjoying a housing boom, and, 
And as long as interest rates stay low and as long as banks come up with creative ways to finance these homes, you know, people are going to still buy. And uh, sooner or later it has to come to an end, and, and probably they're talking around here probably 2006 that'll happen when the interest rates go up uh, another point or two. What do you think will happen? Well, I think what will happen is you'll just see a little bit of a bubble. Uh, what happened uh, here, well, I think it was back in Boston back in the year, in the late 80s when they had a huge housing bubble, and then it burst, and you know prices fell way back down. Um, and those people that are, you know, if there's any problems with income to be able to pay off their mortgages, you're going to see some foreclosures happening. So what are gas prices out there today? Oh, horrendous. Um, we're looking at anywhere from 250 to 3 bucks a gallon, depending upon where you live. Uh, New Jersey's probably the cheapest. If you just cross the George Washington Bridge, you can find it for $2.5 regular. Uh, you go up into Connecticut, and you're looking at just over 3 bucks. Did That's you, for a regular gallon of gas. Did you ever think you'd see the day where gas was about three bucks a gallon? Well, of course not. No one had. <laughs> no one thought they would. But uh, you know, we're living with it, and of course, that means giving up some other things that you know are are you know it's all part of your disposable income. So you give up you know going out to dinner a couple of times or something. I was going to ask you, what do you think people are giving up? Um, well, you know, it's funny. I was listening to Bloomberg Radio this morning. They were talking about that, and uh, and they were talking that you know people are just cutting back on some of the uh, fun things they used to do. Uh, if they go out to dinner, they're not buying alcoholic beverages. Uh, they just have a soft drink instead of a couple of drinks, um, and they're foregoing some of the other you know play things uh, for entertainment. What do you think, in your opinion? is the solution, or maybe what, as your friends and neighbors talk about, what are their solutions to how this can be resolved? Well, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of uh, uh, questions on how to solve the problems. Um, I think uh, the big talk is, you know, the, the Bush administration needs to do something to, uh, to set up a stronger energy policy. Even though they passed the energy bill and everything, they, there, there still needs to be some work done here and encourage more conservation and encourage more um, incentives for alternative fuels. Up in New York, you're going to have some interesting political seasons coming up. There is. There's, uh, uh, we just had a uh, female district attorney that uh, announced her candidacy to run against uh, Governor or, or, uh, Senator Hillary Clinton. Um, and then there's also talk of New York Governor Pataki running for president. Um, you know, nothing's for sure yet, but... Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting race uh, all throughout the local, regional, and national uh, um, uh, races throughout the uh, metropolitan area. So what's the local media saying about all three candidates? Uh, which three? Pataki and uh, Hillary and also her uh, opponent. Well, I think the uh, uh, Pataki is a good governor. Um, Bloomberg is a good mayor. They're pretty popular, and Hillary Clinton is a pretty popular senator. So I think that uh, if they try to run for re-election um, in their existing offices, I think they're going to win. Uh, Pataki running for president, that's questionable. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, there's talk, of course, of Hillary running for president, but that, again, is questionable, too. She says she's not even prepared to even talk about it, so people just kind of brush it off out here. So when it comes to politics... Are, are you surrounded pretty much by the Democratic 
part of the country out there? Oh, no, not really. I mean, there's a, there's a good mixture. I mean, uh, if you look at New York City, where uh, Hillary Clinton carried the city as a Democrat uh, for senator, uh, you know, Governor Blo- or, uh, Mayor Bloomberg is a Republican. So, I mean, it, it kind of, and Pataki is a, is a Republican. So you've got, uh, you know, you've got a mixture of politics here, and they really, they really vote for the person that's going to try to do the most good for the, for the constituents. Are people talking about the Iraqi war out there? Very much so. Um, you've got a real, uh, the big question is uh, people, you know, want, they're not happy about this war. They want it to end. Um, they're not sure why we're there and, and why Saddam Hussein is still, or uh, why uh, Osama bin Laden is still free. Um, you know, there's a lot of wounds here from 9-11. People are still, you know, in, uh, in shock with this whole situation in New York City. And, um, you know, it affects people daily. Even as you cross a bridge, you're always looking over your shoulder. Uh, security has stepped up here. Um, and, uh, and people are much more vigilant. I will say one thing about New York City. It certainly has changed since 9-11, people are much more accommodating, they're much friendlier, they're much more outgoing to help their fellow man, um, but they're also a little bit cautious, and they're also skeptical of people um, of Middle Eastern descent. In about four weeks, we'll have the fourth anniversary of 9-11. Do you find that as those anniversaries come up, that people are giving you a different vibe, or are they, they a little bit apprehensive Come around that date? Yeah, absolutely apprehensive. There's a lot of lot of uh, cautiousness, uh, stepped up security around that date. Um, people become a little bit nervous, and then of course there's a lot of remembrance and a lot of sadness from people uh, you know that has had that lived through this whole thing and and lost their friends and relatives uh, uh, at the World Trade Center. Did you know of anybody? Not myself personally. No. Uh, do you know of people that know somebody? Oh, sure. Sure, you run into everybody all the time. Everybody knows somebody that uh, you know has grown up here. I didn't grow up here, but uh, you know I run into people all the time talking about. Well, I knew this guy, or I knew that person, I knew that woman, I knew you know this family, and and you know it's uh, it it reaches out its tentacles to everybody. Even if you don't know anybody, you can't help but feel it as you even walk by the uh, Ground Zero area. So, what's the feeling about national security? Well, I think the, the, the feeling is that uh, the high-risk cities are not getting the funding uh, to, to beef up their security. I think that the uh, Homeland Security bill, the talk around here anyway, is that, you know, this is, a, this is a prime target area, and they need to have more funding from this area instead of sending it out to Alaska or someplace that, you know, is not as much of a threat. So what are they doing right and what are they doing wrong? Well, I think the city of New York has done a terrific, terrific job at beefing up their security. They put video cameras throughout the uh, throughout the uh, uh, Manhattan area. Um, you see police presence all over the place, um, and uh, you know you've got good, good, good vigilance by the common person. Um, and there are signs all over uh, uh, with with numbers telling people to. Uh, to report suspicious activity. So, uh, and I think that that's that's being done. You know what? What's the news of the day? The weather has been bad out here. Um, we've had record high temperatures day in and day out. High humidity. Last uh, couple of days, we had huge thunderstorms, caused a lot of power outages throughout the tri-state area. Um, just blistering heat and humidity. 
that's you know that's the most probably most talked about thing right now because it's an immediate thing. Um, on the entertainment side, everyone's talking about the Yankees, and uh, you know they're not happy with the, the pitching of the Yankees. Um, of course, then there's people from Boston that come down here, and they they laugh. So <laughs> it's a it's a heck of a rivalry between New York and Boston. Um, but it's a, you know, it's a fun rivalry, just like you have in the Midwest with, uh, like, the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. So, do you miss anything about the Midwest? I miss the Packers. I, I miss, I miss uh, being able to see them every weekend. I miss being able to see the news reports every night. Um, uh, you know, I still, I still love them dearly. I think Brett's the greatest quarterback on earth, and uh, and one of the best human beings that you'll ever run into too. Um, and I also miss that hard. Midwest work ethic and down home friendly people, um, you know, in, in a in a in a real nice, somewhat stressless environment. So, what's your favorite Packer moment? My my personal Packer moment was at a game, and, and I don't remember who they were playing, but I went to the game one time, and I sat there in twenty below zero weather, wrapped in a sleeping bag. And at that time, we could we could bring in our own bottles, and we brought in uh, thermos bottles of uh, cream de mint and hot chocolate. And we were wrapped in sleeping bags, and uh, we watched the Packers play in 20 below zero weather. And how were you at the end of the game? Well, I was uh, happy because I think they won. <laughs> Although I don't remember it, I was probably you know uh, that was probably 30 years ago, um, but. Uh, uh, you know, it's just there's magic at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, and whether they win or lose, you just feel it when you go there. So, are are you involved at all with any of the other New York sports? I mean, oh yeah, I'll go to the games. I'll go to the Yankee games. You know, I'll go to uh, some of the basketball games here. And uh, I went to when the Packers were here two years ago to play the Jets. I went to that game. Um, and of course, the Packers aren't playing out here this year, so I'll probably. Uh, find some Packer bar, and, uh, and there are a couple of them here, believe it or not, that uh, show exclusive Packer games. So we'll go and watch them there. So what do people do for fun around Connecticut? Do they go to New York or do they go to Boston? Pretty much New York. Um, uh, even though Connecticut's more of a New England type of a state, uh, it's so close to Manhattan, you can get into Manhattan about 30 minutes from uh, southwest uh, Connecticut, uh, where the bulk of the population lives. And, uh, you know, they'll enjoy the theater. They'll enjoy sports. Um, even, although in Connecticut, you'll find a fair amount of Boston Red Sox fans and a fair amount of Yankee fans. It's kind of split up there. New Jersey, it's all Yankees. And, of course, New York, it's all Yankees. Was it an adjustment for you as a driver to drive in that type of traffic coming from no, the Midwest? No, not really, because I lived in Chicago, and I was used to, you know, heavy traffic in Chicago. I will say it is frustrating because you have uh, many foreign drivers here that, you know, really really aren't familiar with uh, being able to read English signs. So um, no one believes in a blinker here, uh, or turn signal. Um, and, you know, you run into that a lot. Um, but for the most part, you adjust to it, and uh, you just go with the flow. Anything else of significance that people are talking about in either Connecticut or, or New York or well, New I Jersey? Think, you know, I think people are a little concerned about health care. Uh, we have a big doctor crisis here. Uh, doctors are very, very afraid of malpractice suits. Um, it's so li- li- uh, 
you know, there's so many lawsuits out here, and malpractice insurance is through the roof, and, and doctors in this area who are some of the best in the world, you know, are just very skittish. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if it does, they, they, would li- they want you to go see other doctors to get second and third opinions before they make up their, you know, decision on what they should do for you. So it's put a strain on the healthcare system, and, and uh, I think, you know, that's got, you know, it's got some ramifications uh, starting here in the uh, New York area that's going to reach out to the rest of the country. Along with increasing health care costs as well. Well, exactly. And, you know, those costs are being driven up by just crazy malpractice suits and, you know, juries that are giving away tens of millions of dollars um, for malpractice. And, and, you know, the doctors are very concerned about that. Um, and, uh, you know, their insurance is, uh, you know, some doctors pay a million dollars a year in insurance premiums. One of the things that you have to ask when that happens is how does a doctor make ends meet then as running a individual business? Well, I know a good friend of mine is a uh, is an oral surgeon, and, uh, you know, he's got a tough time of it. His, he's got to be very careful, like I say, in terms of how he treats his patients. And when there's something questionable, he has to get another opinion, you know, to, to make sure he covers himself on things. How about the state government? Are they doing anything? Big government for, in what respect? Uh, for health care? Well, I mean... Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big issue, and I think that, uh, you know, as the population gets older, it's going to become even a bigger issue. And unfortunately, you know, we're not seeing a whole lot of action being done with, uh, with health care. We're in, we're in somewhat of a health care crisis here, and I think the administration has to start to face up to it. Um, probably not this administration will do anything, but the next administration hopefully will address it in the next campaign. Let's go ahead and play Celebrity Square Root. This is a, a very fun, hopefully just free association word game. And I'll throw out a few things here for uh, for you. So just go ahead and just throw out the, the, the first thing that comes out to your mind. First of all, the best New York pizza. Ray's Pizza. It's uh, um, scattered throughout, um, throughout Manhattan um, and throughout the city uh, and the different boroughs. You can find Ray's Pizza all over the place. And it's probably the best and probably the least expensive. How about the most popular attraction? For out-of-state tourists, probably the Statue of Liberty. Um, And for people in this area, Ground Zero is uh, still very popular to go see and, uh, you know, just reminisce and and have some innermost thoughts about people that you may have known um, that, that that, uh, you know, passed away at 9-11. How about the best thing about New York City? Um, the excitement. It's a fast-moving city. The, uh, the people are wonderful, very diverse. Um, it's a great place to see all types of cultures. Um, it's the melting pot of America. Uh, it's the true lifeblood of America and the media capital of the world. You want to, uh, you want to be part of... Uh, Part of media, this is where it is. How about the most popular New York athletic team? Oh, undoubtedly the Yankees. And what gives you away that you're a tourist? Uh, you look up at the buildings. Kind of sunburn from the neck, huh? That's about it. <laughs> okay, Jim. It's now time for us to play Ask Bill 3. This is where I turn the tables over to you, and you can ask me three questions about anything. 
Okay, well, you know, you being from the cornfields of Iowa, um, how do you guys see 9-11 and the impact of that whole situation? Well, I remember it uh, very vividly from watching it, uh, but my experience was that I heard about it all day long on the radio because I was working at the radio station at the time, and then when I got home and saw the visuals, I mean, the, the impact was incredible. Do you feel um, that your safety is jeopardy there? Not directly. I think that this, the, we're not really afraid that somebody is going to bomb the city of Fort Dodge. But I think that as we travel, we say, you know, are we going to get caught up in it? If we travel up to New York City, is the flight that we're going to be on going to be a problem? Or are we going to be caught up into something else that, that's going down? Is there fear of that? There, there's definitely apprehension. Are people afraid to come to New York, do you think, from the Midwest? I don't think so at all. No, I don't think so either. I think we're seeing a lot of travel coming back in, a lot of tourists coming back in. And, uh, and that's great. That's great for the, for the city. It's great for the country, too. What's question number two? I don't know, Bill. What type of a sports fan are you? <laughs> I'm more of a hockey fan. Oh, you are? Yeah, and, and my favorite team is the New Jersey Devils. So Really? Uh, I hear that they're finally going to play hockey this season. And it looks like the Devils are going to have a, a new arena here. In well, when that Arizona. happens, you come out to New York, and we'll get you tickets, and we'll go to the game and have a beer. That sounds great. All right. I'm going to hold you to that one. Okay. What's question number three? Uh, last question on my list. Um, how much is the average price of a house in Iowa? Average price of a house in Iowa is $120,000. Great. Bill, I'm moving there next week. And you'll live like a king, I promise you. I'll be there. You grow some corn for me, and um, I'll bring the raised pizza, and we'll have a party. And we'll watch some hockey. Sounds great, Bill. Jim, thanks for being a guest on You Are the Guest, and tell everybody in New York City I say hi. Great. We, we wish you all you guys in Iowa and throughout the Midwest and all your listening audience the very best. God bless you all from all of us here in New York. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. That does it for this edition of You Are the Guest. Seeing us out, here's two cuts from the Podsafe Music Network. The first one, Brother Love with Lost Weekend, followed by The Black Furies and Rock City Crimeway. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.
Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.